When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Monday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. My apologies. I lost my voice on Friday, and I had to get through the K show, so I was unable to do the podcast on Friday, so I apologize for that. But everything, as you can hear, sounds pretty much back to normal, and we're able to move now ahead to the second half of the season. There is actually a couple of games tonight we could talk about as All-Star Weekend is over, and now we can get into the nitty-gritty. With the exception of the Islanders, everybody has played half of their schedule, and now we're six weeks away from the trade deadline, and we can kind of sink our teeth into where we're going here. Now the All-Star festivities are over. and I I don't know what your take was of the All-Star game from Vegas. I was not there. Uh, I should also mention to you, EJ was going to be on today, actually had a flat tire as we were about to record, so we're going to try him on Wednesday, so I apologize for that. So just kind of kooky times that are going on here with the podcast, but we'll have EJ coming up on Wednesday. I did mention that he was going to be on today, but because of uh, literally getting a flat tire as we were talking before we hit record, um, we decided we're just going to push it off uh, another 48 hours. But, you know, I was not in Vegas, but I did consume most of, of, of the skills competition on Friday and then the tournament on Saturday as the Metropolitan Division wins the championship. And, and I, I like that format, the three-on-three where the divisions play each other, and it kind of culminates into a game, right? They play two halves for 10 minutes, which acts as if it's a period, and you have three games that act as three periods. So it ends up being as long as a game. Um, so that that was cool. Although I will say this, and it's kind of like ESPN on ESPN Crime. I, I work at ESPN. I have been a big, big advocate of the NHL back on ESPN and ABC. I thought ABC did a terrific job with the game and the ESPN on the skills competition. And everybody was phenomenal, okay? And I've been a big supporter of ESPN+. Plus. The one thing that did kind of irritate me, and I get it, it's a business, but... And I know you're trying to draw people to ESPN Plus, but you know part of watching a game is to find out who the MVP is. And it would take like an extra 30 seconds to just mention Claude Giroux won the MVP. And then if you wanted to do the interview or the presentation for the MVP award on ESPN Plus and all the post-game interviews and all the festivities to drive attention to ESPN Plus, I'm all on board with that. But I invested the time to watch the game on ABC. Can you give me the MVP, just say who it was, you know, because you're really not buying much with that because we live in the era of social media. So instead of going to ESPN Plus, what I did was I just ran to Twitter and waited for somebody to announce it there. So I'm not really sure how many more eyeballs were drawn to ESPN Plus that would have gone there anyway. But for the people, especially the casual fans who invested the time on ABC, because you got to realize something with hockey, okay? And, and this is why going to ESPN was so important in the first place, is that You're trying to win over the casual fan. And the casual fan might not even know that the All-Star game is going on. And you're hoping that you're going to be able to get fans that stumble to ESPN and go, oh, look, it's the skills competition because ESPN is a surfing destination that people that are, you know, 
casual sports fans or not hockey fans say that will say, let me just see what's on ESPN. Oh, and get caught up in it. Same with ABC. That's why being on over the air is so much more important than cable. Even this day and age when everybody has cable and everybody streams, whatever reason, over the air, network television does better ratings than cable. And reason for that is that people will casually flip over in the afternoon on a Saturday, especially if the weather's not great, and say, oh, I wonder what's on Channel 7 or I wonder what's on ABC. Oh, what's this? It's the All-Star Game. Let me watch it. So you do have a lot of casual people that have no intention of going to ESPN+, Plus, no intention of really diving too deep into the game other than, oh, this is something that might entertain me for a couple of hours. And then... All right, there's an MVP and there's a legitimate debate. Is is Chris Kreider going to be the MVP? Is is um, Jack Hughes going to be the MVP? Oh, it's going to be Claude Giroux. All right, and they don't find out who the MVP is, and it just silly because you, all you're doing is you're getting to the local news, and I know that's important. But every other sport manages to find a way. I mean, because I, I look at ABC, same network with the NBA, and I get it. The NHL does not do NBA numbers. I understand that. But the relationship's the same. And every Saturday night, I turn on the news, and I usually catch the tail end of whatever the NBA game is. And on Saturday, it was the Lakers and the Knicks. So I'm watching the fourth quarter of that game. And then when the game is over, they didn't rush to get to the local news. They did their interview with LeBron James. You know, so... And I get the ratings are a little different, and and certainly I'm not saying that the NHL has to be treated the same way by ABC and ESPN that the NBA does. Give me the 30 seconds just to announce who the damn MVP is, okay? All right, that's one little complaint out of the way. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The other thing is, I I thought it was fun, okay? Now, I am a hockey fan. I love the game of hockey. I'm looking forward to tonight because I'm going to see actual games for the first time since last, what was it, Wednesday, okay? So it's been almost a week. So I'm looking forward to seeing games. So I don't need all the the pomp and circumstance. This is coming from somebody who has attended All-Star Games. I went to the All-Star Game in Minnesota, went to the All-Star Game in Dallas, went to the All-Star Game in Montreal. It's a great experience to go, and it's a lot of fun to watch the skills competition. I was on the ice for the skills competition in Dallas. It was a thrill. But now I'm going to be 54 years old next week, and it really doesn't do a lot for me. Was it cute to see Jack Hughes with the mini-me, with the music act? Of course it was. And to see you know, Zegris with the, uh, the dodgeball stuff. It's fun. It's fun. But... I'm ready for the games to start again. I am. And as far as the format for the game itself on Saturday, I, li- I like that. And this, you don't see a lot. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't. I didn't, when you saw the preliminary games, I didn't see a lot of like really in- real intensity until you got to the championship game between the Central and the Metro. And you even heard quotes from players. I think Chris Kreider said it was like they're at the faceoff. Like, I guess we're here. Might as well just try to win. You're never going to get um, – the same spirit and competition that you did back in the day. Nobody wants to get hurt in these things. And and then the first person that says, well, I wish there was a little bit more competition in it. I wish they hit. I wish they cared. 
that opinion would completely change if the player on your favorite team ends up tearing an ACL or taking a high stick to the face and has to miss a month of action when you come back, you'd be the first to say, well, what are we doing this for? It's an exhibition. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. When I worked over at the NHL, I had the big opinion of when is the, when's the first sport going to say, all right, let's just do away with this. Let's just forget the All-Star games because they're all a joke. But baseball makes sense because baseball, you, you don't have the same physicality as you do with the other sports. And plus, it's in the middle of the summer and there's nothing else on. And people seem to appreciate the All-Star game in baseball. But in the NBA, NHL, and certainly the Pro Bowl and footballs, you know, turned out to be kind of a joke, especially the games themselves. And I had an executive at the NHL say, we're never going to give up on it because it's not even about the ratings, but so many corporate sponsors are schmoozed at these events. You know, they all go out to Vegas, particularly this year, and the next year it's going to be over in Sunrise, Florida, and you're going to schmooze them, and you're going to wine and dine them and get them to advertise with the sport and get them to meet the player. As long as there is that, then there's always going to be an all-star game. But as far as making a big deal about it, ways to make it better, I'm done with it. We tried the European versus North America, right? We're trying this three-on-three stuff, which really seems to work, but it's not going to get that many more eyeballs to the TV. And then just the game itself, East versus West, all the different ideas that you've had. Not sure anything really gets crazy and really works. So All-Star game is fine. A lot of players coming back now with COVID, unfortunately. Malkin's in COVID protocol. Jack Hughes is in COVID protocol. But those things were going to happen anyway. What is interesting now that the All-Star game is over, after the initial testing, once everybody comes back from the break, they're all going to get tested. And then guys that obviously test positively put in protocol. That will be it as far as asymptomatic players being tested. The rest of the way, the only people that will be tested are people that actually have symptoms. So this should see a cut down on the number of players that are put in protocol because less players will be tested. And we'll see if that ends up creating an outbreak because, as we do know, players that are asymptomatic can still pass along to their teammates. But hopefully, because you're asymptomatic and you're not sneezing, you're not coughing, that there's less of a chance that you spread it. People continue to wear masks in in social situations that we may not see too many postponements or cancellations here in the second half of the season. And we did see it trend down where we have not had a postponement in a while, knock on wood. Malkin and Hughes and whoever else ends up testing positive before they actually play will go into protocol, and then that might be it. We might be able to finish up the season. And obviously, we'll spend the next three weeks trying to make up the games that we had lost earlier this season and hopefully kind of get back on track. You've got teams like the Rangers that have not seen any time now. It'll be two weeks the next time they play. We're coming up on almost a full week since the last time the Rangers have played. And now we'll be able to move on. And now we got to really break down where we are as we enter the second half of the season. And you want to go over the surprises and the things that really have knocked me over and certainly the Rangers being in second place in the Metropolitan Division is a surprise I I thought they would be a playoff team but I never dreamed they would be this good now there's a lot of analytical things that are wrong with them but I thought that went over Florida really calmed a lot of nerves after they had been struggling a little bit they'll come back to the second half of the season hopefully with Heedle with Kako and Fox and be as healthy as they've been since the start of the season with the exception of Sammy Blay and attack solidifying a playoff spot as it looks like all eight teams in the East already have. Just a matter of whether they stay on the wild card and can stay in the top three. But still, very, very surprised the team has been this good. So congratulations to them. They've probably been one of the biggest surprises 
I think, in the Eastern Conference. Uh, probably the biggest disappointment in the East is the Islanders. Now, there's a lot of reasons why they're in the situation that they're in, COVID being the main reason, injuries being another. But overall, you know, we're almost halfway through the season. They played 39 games. They've got 38 points. The minus 12 goal differential, under 500 at home. A lot of it's got to do with COVID and the injuries, but they've also struggled mightily. And to get shut out by Seattle before the break was the ultimate indignity. Seattle gets their first ever shutout uh, for the Kraken, who have really struggled in their expansion season. That was their just their sixth win on the road all season long in, in, a, in a season in a moment where the Islanders are going to need every single point they can get. You cannot lose at home to Seattle. That has to be the layup two points. So it doesn't look like it's going to happen for the Islanders. That's a huge disappointment. Philadelphia is in free fall right now, and I wasn't sure they were going to be a playoff team. But I really thought it was going to work with AV, and it didn't come close. And now the fans are uh, really upset with their experience at Wachovia Center or Wells Fargo, whatever it's called now. Fans are kind of turning on them, and it's really a mess there with Philadelphia. And that's certainly um, one of the biggest disappointments as well. And in Montreal, uh, not that I'm surprised they're going to miss the playoffs because I think everybody thought they did it with Mirrors last year going to the Stanley Cup final. But for them to have a 73 minus 73 goal differential, be the worst team in the NHL, I don't think anybody expected that. Just three wins on the road. Just an absolute disaster for that team. So uh, biggest surprise, Rangers, biggest disappointments, the Canadians and the Islanders in the Eastern Conference. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In the West, you know, you got to really be surprised by Anaheim, one of the worst teams in the league last year. They've kind of slowed down just a little bit, but they're still in third place in the Pacific Division. Uh, Zegras has been tremendous for them so far this season. And of course, you look at... You look at what Terry did, especially early in the season. You've got to be surprised with the uh, what, what Anaheim has done. Uh, they, to me, are, are probably the biggest surprise uh, in the Western Conference. And, you know, as far as disappointment, and Nashville has to be up there, too. I don't think anybody had Nashville finishing in second place. And the transition from Pecorine to UC Soros has just been amazing. Soros is a legit goaltender. And for a team outside of Forsberg that's somewhat limited offensively, they can really clamp it down and have tremendous goaltending. Now, they're they're not going to win the Central Division, but the fact that they are in second place, pretty good. And Minnesota, too. I'm not surprised Minnesota's good, but Minnesota's sneaky good. I mean, really, when you think about it, they've only played 41 games, so they're in third place in the Central Division, but they could really be contending with Colorado for the top spot in the Central when they play their three games. Right now, they're nine points back, you know they can make up the six game six points with the games in hand, where they're only a handful back of Colorado. Their goal differentials at plus forty one, which is the second best in the conference behind Colorado. So Minnesota has just been terrific this year. Got to see them live during Lundquist night last week, and uh, Kaprizov is just really really special. Zuccarello's having a terrific terrific year for them, and Cam Talbot deserved to be an All Star. So he's been a bit of a surprise. 
as well. The soap opera continues with Edmonton. Edmonton right now sits three points back of a playoff spot. Calgary's got that second wild card. They have played better as of late, 5-4-1 and one in their last 10. Um, but they're, they're somebody to kind of keep an eye on. As far as disappointments are concerned, Winnipeg I'm a little disappointed with. Of course, you had the whole Paul Maurice situation, a minus eight goal differential uh, I'm, they're not going to make the playoffs, you wouldn't think. So that's certainly one of the bigger disappointments so far through the first half of the season. And uh, as far as um, performances are concerned, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl have just been spectacular to watch. Uh, McCarr on the blue line, I think he's the odds-on favorite to win the Norris Trophy this year. He has just been absolutely special. So there's a lot to kind of get into um, so far with the individual play. We mentioned it's two games tonight. Devils at the Senators, and maybe the bigger one, obviously, that has a little bit more juice to it, the Maple Leafs home for the Carolina Hurricanes. So Austin Matthews got a chance to get to 30 goals this season. He sits on 29 goals, 51 points. Should be fun to watch him. He's been red hot for them so far. And, of course, uh, Sebastian Ajo has been terrific as well as he's sitting on 19 goals uh, for the season. Let's hear from you at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. And again, we apologize for EJ. So, not a lot of people uh, had a lot of people had questions for EJ. But uh, let's jump off right now and uh, get started with your uh, tweets at Don Lagreca. Hashtag game misconduct is the way that you make that happen um, during the course of uh, the podcast. So, let's start with Tim, who says some of uh, these rebuilding teams aren't even close to being ready to compete. Ottawa, New Jersey, Arizona, Buffalo. Maybe playing an actual full season is exposing just how bad these teams were pre-pandemic. Honorable mention Chicago and Philadelphia. It's a good point. You played 56 games last year, and there were moments where teams played well where you thought they were kind of on uh, on the come. Would we have felt good about New Jersey coming into this season had it been a full 82-game year? I was very high on Ottawa at the start of the season because of the way they played at times last year. But again, would they have been exposed? It's a great point, Tim. Um, the Arizona situation, we'll get into it with EJ on Wednesday. looks like a play at the University of uh, Arizona State, and, and it holds 5,000 people. But no, no matter what they were going to do, it was going to be an embarrassment. Whether they played at the baseball stadium, whether they played at the old Phoenix Roadrunners arena, it was going to be an embarrassment. So at least play someplace where the facilities are updated, even though it's going to be a very small venue. But uh, that's the least right now of Arizona's concerns because they're just a mess on the ice as well. They do play with a lot, a little bit of heart, which I give them credit for, but just not a very, very good team. Robert Thies says, can the Rangers just give Kreider the captain already? He deserves it. It's a great point. Again, I don't know the inner workings inside the room. I mean, Jacob Truba, I think, has been a tremendous leader for this team, and he's had a good year. And and certainly, uh, you know, Barkley Goudreau has been a great addition uh, during the offseason, just looking at some of the guys that wear the A's. But I'm with you. I, I've been a Kreider fan to get that for the longest time. I really believe it's time that Kreider is the captain. But again, not knowing the inner workings uh, of, of how, what Gerard Gallant thinks about it, what the rest of his teammates think about it. But he's clearly been their best player. Sitting on 33 goals. Actually in the competition, possibly to win the Hart Trophy. And the Rocket Richard Trophy, for that matter, for the most goals in a season. Um, just from a talent standpoint, but he shows leadership. He speaks after every game, win or lose. You got to like it. Um, Farrow says, when will fans realize Keandre Miller is 22? 
Clearly, he does get beat up a lot for some of the mistakes that he makes, but you, you make an excellent point, Farrow. He is playing on, a, on, on, on the second pairing with a veteran in Truba. He finally had his, his, his rookie year last year during a pandemic, playing in front of no fans, a 56-game schedule, and had a phenomenal year. And so he's having, and I wouldn't even want to say it a sophomore jinx because he is playing well. He had the game-winning goal against Seattle a couple of Sundays ago. I, I do wish that they would realize that not everybody can be Adam Fox. So I wish they would give him a little bit of a break. Uh, Chris says, hey, guys, two weeks, uh, Chuck Fletcher and Dave Scott at a press conference met with universal disdain from fans. However, over the weekend, fans were pleased to see Daniel Briere promoted to assistant general manager. Is this a good move? And is Briere going to groom as the next GM? Could be. Could be. Now, yeah, I see a lot of similarities with him and Chris Drury, who took the exact same path. So it is possible that when this whole thing smoke clears that he could be the guy, I can't tell you enough about him to say that that would be the right move. But the fans seem to like it. Uh, I've never seen this Flyer fan base turn on their team as harshly as they have recently because I do think there were expectations after the AV hiring, him bringing along Michelle Terrian, and it just flat out not work with uh, with Connor uh, Carter Hart coming up. It just seemed to be a lot of enthusiasm around the team. They went out and made some moves during the offseason, and it has not worked out. Ellis hasn't been able to get on the ice. Broussard hasn't been able to get on the ice. Nolan Patrick, that draft pick is completely blown up in their face. Shane Gostaspare, he's gone. He didn't work out. I mean, there's a laundry list of things that have gone wrong for Philadelphia. And we'll see if Rick Tockett ends up being the next head coach. I think that would be a popular move as well. But even coming out of the lockout when they were one of the worst teams of the league, I've never seen the fans turn on him like this, and it's really it's really sad. Uh, Fabio says, hey, Don, do you think the Rangers will trade for a middle six second-line center to rival Strom for the second center? Something I can definitely see happening. Well, anytime you can groom, especially with Heedle getting hurt and somewhat underachieving as far as offense is concerned, that they're getting another center, it's, it's, believe me, it's a lot easier said than done. I don't know what they'll do with Strom contract-wise. I know they like him. I mean, his chemistry with Panarin has been huge for this team. But quite frankly, I, I just don't know um, whether there is going to be a center out there that they can get that's going to play uh, up to, to a second-line center position? Um, does Strom get dealt? Do they give him a contract? There's just so many things up in the air right now with this team as far as money is concerned. That's why Pavel Bushnevich isn't here. I tried to tell you that last year when people were flipping out. Why did they trade him for basically nothing to St. Louis? Because they knew they weren't going to be able to pay him. You don't want to have the same thing happen with Strom. Now, they've given the money that they've had to give to Zabanajad and to Kreider. I mean, eventually, what kind of money are they going to give Kako? He's playing on the top line before he got hurt. So uh, he's obviously not going to get Hughes money, but he might want Hughes money at some point because, heck, he was drafted, you know, right right alongside uh, uh, Hughes. But the, but the Devils' financial situation is a lot different than the Rangers' financial situation. So, hey, you want to be a general manager, Daniel Briere, in the sport? It's not just about the X's and O's and who's the best player. It's about crunching numbers and fitting things under the salary cap, which is a lot easier said than done. So, Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. 
Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Thanks for everybody for participating today. I wanted to be able to get the pod up, and I'm sorry that we lost EJ at the last second, but hopefully I was able to do a decent job giving you some information. So we got a couple of games tonight. We'll be back on Wednesday. We'll get EJ up on Wednesday, find out how he did with his flat tire, get his thoughts on the All-Star game, and get his thoughts on the second half of the season. So enjoy hockey being back for real. Back with you again on Wednesday. Want to get in touch with me, at Don LaGreca, hashtag Game Misconduct. Talk to you again on Wednesday. This was the Monday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.